Hey, Joel, thanks for taking the call. Is it still a good time to talk? Oh, this is a great time. Thanks, Lee. When do you start your creative day, and is it easy or challenging to get going? It's a tough one. I, I start my creative day. My creative day starts different every single day. I don't have a set time. I know some people who wake up at four in the morning, and that's when they start. I know other people who, right after the morning coffee, dive in. Um, for me, I have always, I've been very lucky. I can pretty much start working at any time. The best days, though, are the days that I get out for a bike ride in the morning first, come back, and then get into the studio and start working. That's what feels best to me. I have a hard time just going right to the desk, or, you know, I work at a standing desk, so right to the spot. It's easier for me to get get the juices flowing, and then I'm more ready. You know, there's another belief, I know a few artists, who like to wake up in the morning and keep that dreamy kind of state. And I think there's something to that, too. It, it just depends on, you know, what you're doing. I find it hard to look at a computer screen that early. But if I'm sitting at the piano with paper and pencil, I'm perfectly happy. So it can happen anytime. Absolutely. Well, speaking of happy, how does creative work make you feel generally? For some, it's a total slog and others, it's just happy and fun. How is it for you? For me, it's, it's, it's life affirming. It's, it's what gets me excited about my day. Um, when I've written a piece of music that I feel good about and I finish it, I, I feel like it was the most successful day ever. I don't, I don't generally slog through it unless I would say, you know, I have a, a, a client who's, um, you know, got a tough deadline or, or something like that. Then, then I might, I might feel more pressured in it. Yeah, I've been rewriting a book and I'll be working on my editor's notes and saying to myself, this is really hard. This is really hard. And then I look up and it's five o'clock. In other words. Right. I think what you're describing is like getting into the zone. Exactly. You know? It's which is, which is great because, you know, phones could be ringing, computers could be dinging and it, it doesn't matter. You're just focused on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything goes away. I, I, that's the best. That is the best. Yeah. It's it just makes it that's the kind of internal rewards idea. Some for some, for me, certainly the work is its own reward. For others, the rewards are completely external. They need the public feedback, like actors. Where are you on that internal, external seesaw of reward? For me, they feed each other. I value the time that I get to work by myself, and it's quiet, and I can find that completely fulfilling. But on the other hand, I know that that work is going to be shared and people are going to experience that. And I think that's the other part that I need. I think I need both parts for me. I know some writers who can just write and they don't need the other part at all. They're just, they're just doing their work, but I, I enjoy it. And, and the feedback is, is invaluable. Actually, it's one of my favorite things is to, uh, after I've scored a film, go to a screening of that film and sit in the audience with, with everybody else and see what, what they feel and what they say. So, I, yeah, I think I need both. You have to kind of have an internal motor because there's no 
I mean, unless you're very lucky, there's not a lot of people standing at your office door cheering you on as you walk in the door. You know, you basically have to be there for yourself. But the reward that you do get from an audience is very powerful and affirming. Right. It's a funny thing. I mean, I don't want to sound too corny, but I do it for the art. Mm -hmm. But the feedback really helps inform things. And I don't know, to, to me, sharing has always been it's it's a central part of my life. So I like that. That's that's what mm-hmm. I want to do. I could go I could go to Yosemite. I'd go to Yosemite two or three times a year. And if I get to bring somebody who's never been there before, it's like I'm seeing it all again. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, that's that's just me. Well also this performance based stuff, you know, it's like leaving a space for the audience to laugh when you're an actor or if you're a comic, you know, you have to Stand-up mm-hmm. comic, you have to leave a space for the audience to laugh. You get used to this back and forth and get used to the audience input. What has been your best work over the past few years? And I don't necessarily, I don't mean necessarily the most popular or what you were paid the most for, but the work that made you the most grateful to be doing it, or the work that surprised you, maybe because you were able to go beyond what you thought you could do. I don't know if I'm gonna answer this the way you would expect me to answer it. But the work that I'm most grateful for is the times when I get to collaborate with people who inspire me Mm. and challenge me in a way that might make me initially somewhat uncomfortable. But by the time I'm through the process, I've gotten somewhere where I never thought I would go before. And that's that in itself is inspiring and makes me, you know, keeps me coming back for more. It's, to me, it's, it's, it's funny sitting here writing music all day. It sounds like a very solitary thing. And in some regards it is, but I'm, if I'm scoring a film that is, uh, as opposed to writing a concert work or something like that, when scoring a film, you're hearing feedback from the director, from the editor, maybe from producers also. So it's very collaborative. And I really value who I'm collaborating with. Very early in my career, I had a meeting with a, a music supervisor, and he was asking me, what kind of projects do you like to work on? And he was expecting an answer like, you know, comedy, horror, thrillers, action movies, whatever. And I said it really doesn't matter what kind of movie it is. As long as I'm working with great people, I said it could be their, their home video. It wouldn't matter to me. <laughs> um, the, the strange thing about that was I didn't know at the time I was going to end up scoring a whole lot of documentaries that also happened to use home video. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had a little glimpse. Yeah, of the exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How do you source the raw material? This is a hard question, but it's my last question. So it's at least we can end on a big note here. Where does sure. creativity come from when you sit down to the piano or when you're facing the, you know, that open void or blank screen, open air? Where do you think the, the music comes from? I've spent a lot of time over the years thinking about exactly that. I've had conversations with all sorts of people. I've read books about it. Um, Brahms 
would say that it was divine intervention. He was a somewhat religious man, and it makes sense that he would say that. But if you interpret that in perhaps a more you know modern type of a way, you could say you just got to get out of the way, and you have to. It's inside of you. If you can make the the space for it, you know, then it comes. Of course, you need to learn your trade and, and practice and hone your skills and, and all of those things so that you can do that. But inspiration comes from everywhere. I think that anybody can be creative, really, in what they're mm-hmm. doing. And, you know, it's just allowing ourselves to to go to that place and see what it is, to be more practical about it. In music, like art, also we draw inspiration from work that's come before. We watch films, we listen to music, we go to the museums, we look at art. I have this strange thing that when I go to an art museum, after about 30 minutes, I feel like I need to rush home because I want to start writing music. That's what works for me. I mean, also being out in nature, you know, works well for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think lastly, I would just say that this type of work is a practice, like um, somebody who practices a religion or yoga or a sport even, um, or anything like that. It's, It's a practice. You have to dedicate yourself to doing it. And um, slowly those muscles in your brain that create more creative opportunity for you, I think that those become more honed and and all sorts of options and opportunities uh, arise. It's a receptive state of being. It's not so much putting it out there as bringing it in, I think. I think that's a great way to say it. Yeah, I think for me, for me, that, that, that's how it goes. It's a strange thing if I look back on it. It's, it's been so long that I've been living a creative life. And I can't imagine, I've never been short of having an idea. And I can't imagine even what that would be like. And I don't mean to sound, you know, full of myself or anything in that way, but I consider myself lucky, but I don't know if we stay open and we keep, we stay in touch with all of those things that that I spoke about before. I think, I think then, then you have it. You know, I read a lot. I, I watch TV a little bit. I watch more movies than I watch TV, but, um, and I listen a lot. I listen to a lot of music. That's a funny thing about music. I find that as the great musicians get older they become really amazing listeners and if you can listen really well you'll 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 do well in in terms of music i don't know what the answer is in art and writing and and everything else but for music i i definitely know it's much more about listening thanks so much for doing this call with me Oh, thank you, Lee. This is this is a lot of fun. I'd love to do it again.